And God said, Let us make man in our own image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion. Pastor Pinda is a pastor of the Loyalty House International Middleburg, which is a part of the United Denomination, originating from Lighthouse Group of Churches. His mission is to preach the gospel, heal the sick, cast out devils, and raise the dead throughout the world. Pastor Pinda has a passion for soul winning and church planting. Be ready for a supernatural encounter as you listen to this message. I'm preaching. Hallelujah. Last week I spoke about how to say things. Amen. Do you remember? And I spoke about how to respond when God blesses you. Do you remember? Yes. That is it. Sometimes when good things happen to us, we do not know how to respond. I remember one time. There was a lady I gave a prophecy to that, ah, you are going to have a car. She said, Pastor, ah, I, I don't think I'll have a car. I said, you are going to have a car. Some few months later, she, she got a car. She came to church. She testified. And that was the last time I saw her in church. Because people don't know how to respond to blessings. Sometimes, when you love someone so much, because we do not know how to respond to love. Yes. Yes. 
Sometimes when you are too kind to people, that's where they play with you. Because some people don't know how to respond to kindness. And that is why it is important for us to be taught on how to respond. Amen. Today I am preaching on how to say thanks. Responses part two. Hallelujah. I'm going to teach you on how to respond. Last week I was preaching on how to respond when something good happens to you. This week I'm preaching on how to respond when something bad happens to you. Especially when you don't expect it. Because sometimes, the way we pastors preach, I say Shumayel. Say Shumayel, she prophesy next week But you see, one of the things that takes people out of the church is, what if it doesn't happen? After I have poured oil on you, after you have given your envelope, after you have stopped sleeping around and they don't marry you, How do you respond as a Christian that after you have given an offering and you are believing God for a job? How do you respond? Tell your neighbor, these things happen. In this life, they happen. Hallelujah. Now, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 to 18. You know, this is, if you don't know any verse in the Bible, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16. Tell your neighbor, rejoice evermore. I told you that your lobola is going to go up this year. Your uncles will say, this one, she even knows verses. When they ask you, you just say, Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18, rejoice evermore. Hey! Verse 17, pray without ceasing. It's another verse. Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing. Now, you must be suspicious. He's saying rejoice evermore. After that, he says, pray without ceasing. Then, verse 18. In everything, give what? Did he say give thanks on good things? If God was only expecting good things to happen to you, he would have said, in every good thing, give thanks. But he says, in everything, give thanks. And he says that this is the will of God. The will of God is not only cast. It's to give thanks in everything. Some people are waiting to testify when they receive a car. They are waiting to testify when they get a job. Sometimes your testimony is that I survived. It was bad. But I'm still around. Sometimes that is what we give thanks to. Because life is in season. 
Right? The trees are not always green. When Pharaoh was the leader of Egypt, and Egypt was the, one of the richest countries, he was given a dream. Seven fed cows and 17 cows. Also, our lives are made out of seven fed cows and 17 cows. You need to survive the lean cows. And you need to enjoy the fat ones. And in all these seasons, give thanks. Give thanks. Tell your neighbor in all things, give thanks. Now, we are going to learn how to respond. Why would God say we should give thanks? Now, today we are going to learn about a person who lost it all. My subtitle is how to respond when you lose everything. How to respond when you do not get what you prayed for. How to respond when what you have believed for is still delaying. How are you supposed to respond? After I have prophesied to you, I said, my sister, next year you are getting a job. After I prophesied to you, I said, my sister, next year you are getting a promotion. They fire you from the current job. How do you respond? Ask your neighbor. How do you respond? And today we are learning from a man called Job. We are going to learn. Hallelujah. Job chapter 1 verse 1. I'm preaching. Lessons from Job. Now Job represents a typical Christian. And I'll tell you, man, I'm a woman for a call, Angel. Who job is like? Yeah. In Job chapter 1, verse 3, verse 1 to verse 3, it says that there was a man in the land, a man in the land of Middleburg, whose name was, what is your name? What is your name? You've forgotten your name. Whose name was Job? And the man was what? Perfect. Hey. You and I, we are not perfect. You know us most. Tell your neighbor, you know me. Give me a chance. I will show you how, how imperfect I am. Hey. You know, sometimes certain sisters, when you see them wearing their two-piece, wearing their heels, you will say, that is the, the expression of perfection. When you want to know the definition of perfection, look at how she's holding a Bible. Look at how she has closed the cleavage. Look at how long her dress is. Aye! And when she speaks in tongues, you are saying, ah, this one, she's perfect. Meet her on a Friday. Tando Sakata. You came at the, on the wrong day. <laughs> Meet her on a Friday. <laughs> But you see, this man Job was not like us. The Bible, God is, is the one who says, Job is perfect. Hey! I see you becoming perfect. Now when the Bible says someone is perfect, it means blameless. Almost without sin. That was Job. And the Bible continues to say, he was upright, but I concealed. But I still moved on my shortcut. Upright. Laban laba strict laba so. 
mauti maumbuta kuti yati ngimine ma feelings kwa lo mfana lo yati ndakhoka le ltimon lo nalo ujob ke lo already he calls a deliverer and saves ujob i'm sure was those guys who wear white crocodile shoes that are like this that wear clothes that don't fit them well job was like that upright upright hmm? and on top of that he feared god when you tell job let's go and drink he says i can't drink and then he tells you a scripture say as you are girl you are saying you know job you look handsome says come out in jesus name get thee behind me satan he feared god hey Once Job sees a sign, he looks aside. Once he sees a cleavage, he closes his eyes. He feared God. He feared God. When his friends come to call him for a bash, he says, "My spirit will not allow me." He feared God. This job. You see that job is better than you and I. You when you see a cleavage, you say, "Hmm." When you see a cute guy the cute guy is that side since you saw him you have changed your seats Job feared God he feared God he feared God are you here or you have gone home look at your name and say the pastor is preaching so one thing we can establish who job was a better christian than all of us two of us now let's see what happens to someone who is very good who is upright who fear god who was perfect and blameless this now job this is his spiritual life job now had a status job was not only upright feared god and blameless he was also rich pa those of you who think once you become a christian you must be poor you know some people when you tell them i'm going to church but how una thinkinga na that's why when, when when christians see a rich christian they feel like there's a problem but let me show you job you see he's he's straight he wears crocodile shoes verse 2 There was born unto him seven sons and three daughters. Balance. This side and this side. Squad. He had a wholesale group in his house. Seven sons and three daughters. Hey, verse 3, look at this. His substance was also 7000 sheep. 3000 camels. 500 yoke of oxen and 500 asses. Asses is donkeys, ne? In the Bible. 5000 donkeys before us been puga now pass to balani tibune sondren hey and a very great household he had a very big house and a nice household and not only that this is a christian so that this man was the greatest of all the men of the east the greatest in middleback upright so you can be good and rich This thing of you thinking that when you are good you are going to be broke. Where did you get it from? Did you read about Job? 
That's why a lot of people, when they begin to prosper, they leave church. Because they think church is, is a place for people with problems. Immediately, you, you stop having a problem. You're like, I think I'm going to get out Job was upright and yet he was what? Rich. Let it be your story. I said, let it be your story. But as she prays in tongues, she drives a Range Rover. Yes. He, he prophesies and he drives an AMG. Oh, let it be your story. Yes. You will stay in waterfront and still come to church. You... Yeah. Since we have put Melokshin in Belfast, we have extension three hours at the zone. Five kilometers has changed you. How? Solo we have put Metukoloho. Le Mshuzi or Avalon. We extension twenty three Mshuzi. I said the zone. Why? We put Mkashu and we have RTP. I said the zone. Why? Below and feel what fear God. Yes. Be rich and fear God. Are you here or you have gone home? So he, he had a beautiful family. He was rich and he was what? Famous. So Job was prosperous. Amen. Now, the next question we must answer is, why was Job prosperous? You know, sometimes when you prosper, you think it's you. You, you feel... You know, uh, my connections, and then I went to school, UCT, and, you know, I graduated. Then after that, I came, then my bursary, and, you know, the rest is history. All I can say is that I've worked hard, Pastor, very hard. Hey! No, I can't get to another Pastor, then it's not even something I'm saying. Let's find out why was Job rich. Why? Job chapter 1 verse 8 to 11 in Amplified. Now, Satan had gone to negotiate with God about Job. Satan is a chief negotiator. He had gone to negotiate. And God was talking to Satan. So, when you think Satan and God, they are fighting. How many of you think Satan and God, they are in a serious fight? Raise your hand. (laughs) Raise your hand. How can a creator fight his creation? If God enters into a fight with Satan, it means Satan has become a god. Heavyweight. Heavyweight fight with heavyweight. God has never fought Satan. Not even one day. That's why he left Satan on earth for us to deal with him. Some people ask, why did God leave Satan on earth? It's because it is our job to deal with him. Yes. That's why Jesus came as a man to deal with Satan as a man. Because it is a man that is supposed to deal with Satan. Not God. Not God. That's why when two people are about to fight, you put them in the same boxing ring. 
he put Adam and Eve with Satan in the Garden of Eden. That's why, that's why if you make a mistake when you think Christianity is a religion. It's a relationship plus war. <laughs> One day I will tell you why when you become born again you must pray more. Because problems are going to come. Satan now is sure that you are playing to the other side. Before he was not sure. He thought you were in between. What was in this? We are Satan. <laughs> Hallelujah. Last year about Satan and God. Look at the conversation. It's not what you would think is happening. And the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? They are discussing. God is bragging. They're saying, There is none like him on earth. Those people who believe that God sees us all the same, it is a lie. He was saying about Job, no one is like him. God differentiates between people. That's why one day I decided to speak badly about someone who I thought is not a man of God. And I made comments, I posted on Facebook. And then from that day I became sick. I kept on going out, in and out of hospital. After some time I said, hi man. Let me pray. God said, I will kill you. After my prayer, he told me, he said, I will kill you. I said, why? He said, who are you to talk about such great people? We are very small. Keep quiet. Focus on your church. And stop focusing on people who are above you. From that day, I've never spoken about any man of God. I have my own problems. Which is my church. That must grow. <laughs> Many problems. And the sins of my members, that must go. And the healing of my members. Because we are not the same. He said, have you considered my servant Job? There is no one like him on earth. A blameless and upright man. No one fears God. And, abstains, oh, and abstains from and shuns evil. Because it is wrong, just like Job. Job was the best in living bad things. Even God is saying it to Satan. May God break about you. I said, may God break about you. I said, may God talk about you. Then Satan answered the Lord, does Job reverently fear you for nothing? You, have you not put a hedge about him and his house and all that he has on every side? You have conferred prosperity. Satan knows that the prosperity is coming from God. He knows that Job has a house and he's not losing his house because of God. Satan is telling God that this guy, you have made him to prosper. It's obvious that he will follow you. Sometimes when you prosper, you think it's you. Satan knows that it is not you. He said, haven't you, God, conferred prosperity over him? Have you not protected his children in his house? God is protecting you. The reason you have your job and you are maintaining it is God is keeping you from getting fired. Yes. Yes. How are you prospering? It's God. That's why the Bible says that it is God who gives us, who gives us what? Power to make wealth. May you get power to make wealth. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. 
So in the spirit, Job was protected and prosperity was conferred upon him. Not only prosperity, it says that and happiness upon him in the work of his hands. That's why the Bible says that the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and added no sorrow. When God gives it to you, it will come with happiness. When you give it to yourself or that which of yours, it will come with sorrow. David, others are waiting. As you are, you are celebrating for a salary, the David others are also doing this. Boy, man, get a waba. God says that I will bless you, I will prosper you, and on top of that, you will have what? Happiness. May you receive happiness. So, it, happiness comes from God. True happiness. And he says, Satan said, this is Satan now, and his possessions have increased in the land. It means Satan monitors our happiness. How did you know that Job is happy? He monitors whether we are increasing or decreasing. How did you know that Job was increasing? He saw a fire around uh, Job's house. It means he wanted to enter Job's house. Otherwise, how would you know that the thing is there if you didn't check? Satan is checking on you monitoring you, waiting for a chance. The Bible says that he is a thief. Thieves don't announce themselves. They come and take when you do not expect them. Hey! So that was the environment Job had. He was blessed because of God. Hallelujah. Now Satan continued with this argument. You see, Satan knows that when a person loses his possessions, and the things that he loves, he usually turns against God. Once Satan sees a Christian who loves God, who follows God, he starts going on a mission to say that if I can remove some of these things, I know he will turn. I know. I know he will turn. So he started to negotiate with God in verse 11. He said that if you put forth your hand now and touch all that he has, he will curse you. He was telling God that this job you say is upright, he's straight, he, he has King James, he has Dakes, he has Macarius, podcast, he goes to camp, he is in the dancing stars. If you touch anything that he likes, he will turn. And therefore, Satan always tries to touch the things that we like. Because he knows that that is the point you will stop following God. I'm preaching. The temperature is not hot. It's the sermon. Don't mind the temperature. It's me. I'm preaching to you. Are you here? So I want you to, to take note of this. Satan expects you to stop coming to church when he touches your things. He expects you to stop become being a shepherd in the church where he touches your things. He expects you to stop giving. He will touch your job. You come here in front, oh, I'm paying time. Oh, pastor, bless me. Satan will try to touch your job. Knowing that you will stop giving. 
when you are in trouble at work. Satan expects you to stop praying when things are not going well. You start saying, oh, but if, if God really liked me, why is this thing not happening? Why is it not coming? Satan expects you to behave that way. That's why I'm preaching. Satan expects you, if you are a pastor, to stop preaching. I remember I found our prophet. It was Easter. And the stadium was filled. Maybe with more than 200,000 people. And it was Easter service. We were all watching online. And as he was, he had been preaching there, we didn't know that his son had died the same day. Firstborn. Satan wanted to touch him to see that, will you preach? And the funny thing is what? That Good Friday was a miracle healing service. In another continent, your child is dying from a sickness or something. Will you continue to preach? Satan was waiting. <laughs> Bishop Doug, let's see. <laughs> let's see. Will you cry and come out of the stage? What are you going to do? Satan will touch your thing. How will you respond? How? I'm preaching. Satan expects you to stop believing in God by doing certain things to you. He wants the fire of God to die in you. Some Christians were very zealous before until the parent died. They watched the parent become sick and die. They were praying and saying, my mother was a prayer warrior. I also prayed. The pastor prayed and my mother died and I was only 12 years old. Where is this God? Satan expects you to behave this way. Satan expects you to start cursing the church and cursing God by bringing certain problems in your life. But you see, I want us to learn from Job. Job, he lost a lot of things, but he didn't change. In Job chapter 1 verse 13, Job lost his possessions and business. In NLT, it says that one day when Job's sons and daughters were feasting at the brother's house, a messenger arrived at Job's home with this news. Your oxen were plowing with the donkeys feeding beside them. When the Sabians, Sabians raided us, they stole all the animals and killed all the farm hands. Hey! And I am the only one to, who escaped to tell you. Satan took everything and ensured that a messenger is there to tell Job that you have lost everything. When Satan does things in your life, he ensures that there are people to spread the news quickly. When you lose your job, a lot of people will know within a short space of time, sometimes even before you, when we are still going to be told, when they know. They have told others that Abba am Kosh. Hallelujah. He lost everything. He also lost his possessions and his employees in verse 16. 
In verse 18, he lost all his children. Three verses of chaos. <laughs> you are the richest person in Middleburg. Over but to Usban Banui. After that, you lose your business. When you think that, you lose your children. Upright, blameless, fear the Lord. And yet, all these bad things happen. So, you want something bad happens to someone, you are like, yeah, he did something. This, this cannot really happen. You hear a man of God is divorced. He can't just divorce. Ah, no, no, God is punishing him. I knew he did something. Job was upright. No sin. Even God confirmed it. Look at what is happening. Look at what is happening. Look at what is happening. He lost his children. Now, my question is this. How did Job respond? Because a lot of people break down when they have problems. Especially when you are a Christian. Because, you see, when you are alone, when something bad happens, you are like, I deserve it. I do something. He's punishing me. But when you are trying to live a good life, and in you trying to do that, something bad is happening, what do you do? In Job chapter 1, verse 20, we start seeing how God, how Job responded. Immediately, you see, verse 18, the children died. Verse 20. NLT. It says, and Job stood up and tore his robe in grief. Then he shaved his head and fell to the ground and worshipped. <laughs> you have lost your business. You have lost your possession. You have lost your house. You have lost your children. Your first response, you worship. Pastor, how will I respond? After the bad thing has happened, you put a song. For you are great. <laughs> you do miracles so great. Let me not sing it, please. Don't encourage me. I can't sing. <laughs> you can hear that I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, but the people will mislead you. Meaning I'm singing here, spoiling my sermon. <laughs> uh, hallelujah. How can you play you are great, you do miracles so great when your children die? Your first response to a problem is what? Worship. Tell your neighbor, I will worship. Your second response to a problem is that he confessed that all that he had and all that he lost was from God. You remember Tell yourself that the thing I, I had a parent because God gave me a parent. Don't remember the part that the parent is gone. Don't start there. Start on the part that who gave you the parent in the first place. Start by saying who gave me the job in the first place. I know you lost your job. But remember who gave it to you. It's God. Who gave you the house? It's God. Who gave you the marriage? God. Satan doesn't make people to get married. 
is God. So, remember that this is God. That's verse 21. Verse 21 again. The third response is that he praised God. Then at the, at the end, it says, praise the name of the word, the Lord. You worship. You remember where you got the thing from. And you also what? Praise God. When you remember where you got the thing from. Hey! The one that I want to focus on is he did not blame God. Job chapter 1 verse 22. He says, it says this. In all this, Job did not sin by blaming God. Pastor, I thought sin was drinking. I thought sin was smoking. What other sin do you like? Partying. Fornicating. Sleeping around. The Bible tells us that Job did not sin by blaming God. Blaming God is a sin. It's one of the sins you can commit is to blame God. Hey! That's why sometimes when we are pastors, sometimes we fall into this sin. When we see people are grieving, they are in pain, it's easy to say God did it so that the people come down. Don't say God did it when you are not sure. Someone passes on. Have you not read that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy? And their thief is not God. It's Satan. So we do not blame God. Tell your neighbor, don't blame God. Are you going to commit the sin of blaming God? The next one is that he refused to follow bad advice from those who are close to him. That advice comes when they trouble. And Job didn't take the bad advice. You should always ask yourself, when a person has a clean in Yanga, then I solve a tongue and ginga down. That's the Bugalo Munsulosho Log. What's most one with ginga? When I was at Marusulon Tang Satis, I must have accepted a Kalanga. Hallelujah! You will always get bad advice when you are in trouble. Satan will always tell you, when then, what you feel? Bad advice. Don't follow. How who, who did who advised Job wrongly? In this case, it unfortunately it was the wife. When Job became sick, after all this, Job then became sick. When he became sick, the wife came to Job. In verse, hmm? in chapter 2, verse 8, Job scraped his skin with a piece of broken pottery and sat among the ashes. In verse 9, his wife said to him, Are you still trying to maintain your integrity? Cast God and die. What? 
person died. <laughs> when you get advice from those who are close to you and it is wrong, they are saying, turn your back against your God because of the bad things that are happening in your life. Don't agree. How did Job respond? Verse 10. But Job replied, you talk like a foolish woman. Wrong. You must tell some of your friends you are talking like a foolish man. When they are giving you bad advice. They say, oh, you see, you are getting old, man. And your eggs, all of a sudden, they know biology and gynecology. Your eggs are getting spoiled. Therefore, just find a guy, man. How? A sperm is a sperm. The child will be yours. Just find a guy. You see, this one from church that you are with, he broke your heart. So take this one. Just one night. After that, it doesn't matter who the child belongs to. You, you will look after a child. Don't you want a child? You must turn and say, you foolish friend. Have you noticed that people try, like advising you to do things that they are not doing? <laughs> and they are very strong on it. If I were you, you are not me. <laughs> you know, one thing about me is that before I listen to you, I ask, who are you? That's the first question. Before we continue, you can't be broke and you are advising me on how to spend my money. Be rich first. Then give me advice. You can't be single and you are telling me how to run my marriage. You are single. Keep quiet. First, achieve getting married. When you are in a marriage, let's have a meeting on how to keep our marriage alive. We will talk. How can you? You are talking there. <laughs> love it. You are getting advice from a guy. Yeah, when I love it. Uh, not to miss you. I'm trying. Then for the night, I can learn. I don't listen to such a person. Maybe that's the reason why the person is not married. And they are leaving you the same way. You tell the person, marry first. After that, come and give me advice. You hear the person, like, hey, you arrive. Hey, Jacqueline. Hey, it's not as easy as that. Hey! <laughs> I'm preaching. Don't take foolish advice. And he also did not curse God. The wife was pushing him to curse God. Have you noticed that when something bad happens, you are in a hurry to say, where is this God? What type of God is this? And other people also come and say, can we have a Hey! He, did, he also did not say wrong things. You know, one of the most dangerous people are people who leave church through, because of offense, because they didn't receive their miracle. When they leave us, I learned something When you say, how is lighthouse? That church is a bad church. You start saying wrong things because of the pain you are going through. Don't say wrong things. Don't say bad things about people. Your boyfriend was a nice guy. You are just not compatible. It's not that the person is a bad person. Nine, you are not compatible. You will see that you will marry another person and it will be nice. 
Oh, you are angry at me for saying this. I need others to protect me. I feel threatened. Yes, some people when they separate with something, they want to say bad things. Some even exaggerate, they can't shy, they can't shy. Yes, it can happen with your camera. Sometimes ladies lie and say they can't shy. You must just say hi. Negative, no positive. That's positive, no positive. That's high. That's magnet, a peg repel. That's We came to a mutual understanding as grown people that this journey has come to an end. You think the current wife cares? They don't care. You are trying to say things. So don't, don't say wrong things when God is not doing what you want. Are you here when I've gone home? Now, if you do all these things, say, Pastor, so if I do everything, what will happen? The Bible says that let God be true and every man a liar. Yeah. In Job chapter 42, that's the end. You see the six chapter 1 and 2. 42. Eh? Job chapter 42, I'm done pushing. Verse 10. If you respond properly to problems, what will happen? NLT. When Job prayed for his friends, the Lord restored his fortunes. These friends that were giving him bad advice, some of them, he forgave them and prayed for them. And the Bible says that God first restored the fortunes. May everything that you have lost be restored. I said, may everything that you have lost be restored. But God doesn't end there when you respond to bad things properly. What will happen to you when someone does evil and you respond with good? Or something bad happens to you and you maintain good. It says, when Job prayed for his friends, the Lord restored his fortune. In fact, the Lord gave him twice for good behavior. Your son gets a star, a gold star, a crash for good behavior, for attendance. When something bad happens to you and you respond appropriately, God doubles. God doubles. Sometimes because it's on his journey to get double. The response will result in double. The Bible says all things work together for good for them that love God. For them that are called according to his name. God is going to give you twice what you have lost. Receive it in Jesus' name. Let's test God. Let's test God. I'm finishing. It says, Then all his brothers and sisters and, and former friends came and feasted with him in his home. They consoled him and comforted him because of all the trials the Lord had brought against him. And each one of them brought him a gift of money and a gold ring. For now, he had what? 14,000. If you read earlier, the ship, he had 7,000. He had 6,000 come and earlier he had 3,000. 
This is God. He had 500 oxen, now he has a thousand. God is, when we sing double, double, o, this is double, double, o. tell your neighbor, double, double, o. Hallelujah! And he began to have what? Children. He named them children. He got more children. And on top of that, because he had lost time, God added his life. The Bible says that he then died at 140, so that he could see all his grandchildren. He said, you lost your children, I'll give you new ones. Give you life to see their grandchildren. And then the Bible says that, and God and Job died full of life. And I'm closing by saying this to you. Listen. In Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 8 in King James, it says, better the end of a thing than the beginning. Maybe the, the journey will be rough. There will be seasons where you think God has forsaken you. But like Job, you will end with double. I said like Job, you will end with double the joy. For better is the end of your life than the beginning. Things didn't start out well, it will end well. Yes, you started out broke, you will end rich. You started, no one wanted to marry you. You will end up with a nice husband. That's and my sister, what we call special edition. Yeah. We need more with the special edition, but there are only three of them in the country. In the Tayaki of a special edition. Oh, you don't want special edition? Ufunu Thomas. Stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. Tell your neighbor. Better is the end of my life than the beginning. Tell your neighbor you have not seen anything, baby. Those same people will come and give you gifts. Those people will come and look for a job from you. Better, your life will be better at the end. All you need to do, respond properly. I want us to pray. You see, before God said, pray, before he said, give thanks in all things, he said, pray without ceasing. That was the trick. He said, rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks always. The key is to pray without what? Ceasing. There is no Christian who will never have a bad patch. Don't think being in church exempts you from problems. Being in church gives you strength to overcome problems. And wait for your season. I want us to pray. Pray God give me strength. One minute. We are not praying for long. Lift up your voice and pray.
come forward. I saw a hand of the back, I saw. Come forward, I want to pray with you. Now, Pastor Zakasako, you Yes, they are coming. Keep on coming. Keep on coming. Keep on coming. Keep on coming. Oh, thanks. If someone lets you raise his hand. Keep on coming, keep on coming, keep on coming. There was a hand of the death also, keep on coming. Come, don't be afraid, I just want to pray with you. Come forward, keep on coming, church. We are coming. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 